temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. It is Featured Artist Friday. It is News from the Nest time. Bob Haney, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass. Mike McDonald, Ravens defensive coordinator, met with the media yesterday, second year on the job. Ravens played the Bengals three times in 2022, and Cincinnati did not explode against them like they did in 2021, where Burrow threw for, what, almost 1,000 yards in two games against the Ravens. That's all very touching, Mike McDonald. Anything you could take away from last year's games? I have a hard time saying we had success. We lost two of the three, and they ended our season. So, um our mentality is, is is played well enough to win the game. So there's there's things that we need to do better uh, situationally, and that's the focus this week, specifically third down, red zone, uh, where we can get off the field and get our offense back in those situations so uh, so we can we can emerge victorious, unlike uh, the end of the season. Hey, Bob, you know what? You know, it was amazing. I was just looking at the Ravens' depth chart, and he was talking about, the, you know, the game last year and stuff. When I look at it, Starting on defense for the Ravens, there's seven different guys that played in that playoff game. Seven different defensive starters. I mean, that's how different it's going to be. And I think Mike's got his he, he's got his hands full with this one because I think they're like coming in as a pissed off team, and the Ravens defense got to have to play their A game. And and he's going in with, you know, in the secondary, he's going in with, you know, I just. You, I would think that he doesn't know exactly. I, I can't play man, you know. On the, you know, I got to play soft zone, and we've got to tackle well because if we're playing off, we got to come up and tackle. That's going to be key. Did you notice? I mean, we're looking back at last year, obviously, but from what you can recall, anything different schematically that McDonald did? I mean, wink. We go back to two years oh, ago. Blitzen, Burrow was yeah. like playing catch across the street here with his friends what did they do to slow they lost two out of three let's stress that but they weren't blown off the field in any occasion no and i think mike preston made a good point this morning you know when he said they knew with huntley bob because i mean huntley was averaging what 12 points a game that they didn't have to score a ton of points they just couldn't beat themselves and they needed to be more concerned if if they score 20 points they're going to win the game you know that's how they look at it so they're not going in there wheeling and dealing. Now, in this game, I think they're going to have to do a little more 
wheeling and dealing and scoring points to win this game. So I think we'll see a different offensive approach by them. Mike McDonald, communication on defense. Uh, where are you uh, sitting with that one right now? Well, that's that's something that we're chasing. You know, I think being at home and 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 uh, and the operation that that uh, that Houston provided was a little bit different than what we had seen in training camp uh, with the noise and things like that. So that's something that we're attacking this week as a point of emphasis of trying to stay more ahead of the play, come out of the huddle, things like that. So uh, definitely expect a jump in that situation. Play, being on the road and it's a little more quiet. You know, communication is a little bit simpler, you know, and uh, this is definitely a different operation than than Houston is. So when it presents different challenges, but it's just different. Well, I, I mean, they've got to me, the green dot guy is awesome, you know, and a great communicator, which, you know, Roquan Smith, I think is great. And, you know, I mean, you've got Roquan, you've got Patrick, you got Kyle that have been in that defense for two years now. So I, I think. And with Hamilton, too, he's got to take a much bigger role now that Williams is out. And he is a guy that likes to voice himself, and he's an outspoken and a real smart guy. So I think they've got the back end covered. they got the linebacker covered. And then with the dudes up front, um, I think Roquan and Patrick will probably handle that. Spitty at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. News from the Nets featured artist Friday, Mike McDonald. Hey, are you guys paying attention to what Cleveland did and how does that affect you, maybe the way you game plan against Cincy? Well, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland obviously had a great, did a great job executing their plan, um, all three levels. Uh, you know, it's definitely tailored to, you think, with, you know, what they have personnel-wise. You know, I, I just think that um, we're not really in the business. It's hard to, like, look at game plans and say, you know, we're going to copy with this guy. There's so many, there's so much more that goes into a call than just what you see on tape situationally, who you have out there personnel wise. And Bobby mentioned it twice personnel wise. Cause I mean, Cleveland's corners played a ton of man coverage and the Ravens can't hold up doing that. So, and then, uh, you know, they had a rainstorm going on too, which helped, yep. you know, so there was, those were two big things that are different. I mean, Mike McDonald can go in there and, you know, he doesn't have Miles Garrett either, Bob. You know, so he he doesn't have a lot of the pieces that Cleveland has. That's the problem. He's got to play it totally, totally different. Probably um, play it much more conservative than Cleveland. Now, Cleveland, we give them credit for holding Burrow to 82 yards and only Cincinnati rushing for 75 as a team. How much stock do you put in what happened week one for Cincy's O? It's a, it's a tough sample size with the weather and um... – and it's just one game. So, you know, we, we've, we've had games on defense where, you know, you would hope that they put more stock into it than you want. And it's just uh, I, we're not making too much too much of it. We, we know what this offense is and who the players they have and, and the coaches that they have in the system. And uh, we know what's at stake. So uh, we're definitely, definitely not overlooking anything. I can assure you that. Yeah, I mean, they, they know these guys. I mean, division, you, you know them. And they hadn't changed offensively. It's the same cast of characters pretty much other than Orlando Brown Jr. and then Jonas Williams. You know, how are you going to attack attack those guys, you know, up front? But otherwise, your skill guys and everything, the scheme, it's all pretty much the same. And they'll just go back and look at last year's film. And then, they'll you know, they'll check out the Cleveland game. But, like, when the first thing he started out with was, you know, it was pouring rain. And it's not going to be that on Sunday. Well, according to the 105.7 The Fan Weather Center, Mm -hmm. 24% chance of rain 
on Sunday in That'd Cincinnati. Mostly cloudy, a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. 72 degrees. And real quick, Marcus Williams done for the foreseeable future. This means what? Uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously, you know, tough to lose a guy, guy with a caliber player like Marcus. Um, you know, probably my answer is similar to, you know, when we thought that um, Marlon was going to be down for a minute. It's just you got faith in the guys that are going to step up. You know, Gino, uh, other other folks will just step in. Got 100% confidence in, in Gino, but, um, you know, not enough, not a lot of time to sit and sit around and wait about it, but, you know, put a great plan together, and the guys, guys have uh, had a great couple of days, so uh, we're excited about Sunday. And the thing what Mike McDonald is going to look at, too, okay, now I don't have Marcus Williams and the things that he was real good at. Now, what does Gino do well that we can take advantage of? That That's that's what coaching's all about. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, let's count that weekend money, hopefully buy or sell, and talk about the sports subjects of this day. Michael Felder, Stadium Sports. We'll talk some college football with him. Maryland tonight against Virginia. You can hear that game. 105.7 The Fan, American League East Report, 1245-ish. Orioles have lost three in a row. Toronto's worse than the Orioles have been this week anyway. We'll talk about that more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. On the fan. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Vinny and Haney, 1057, The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057, The Fan, here on this featured artist Friday. It's Gary Clark Jr. We got a lot to get to in the world of sports. Busy weekend in the NFL, college football, Orioles and Rays, a humongous series going on down at Oriole Park and Camden Yards. But let's count some weekend cash, hopefully, buy or sell. Yeah, we ain't making any money this weekend, Bob. I mean, the Dow's down 178, SP's down 30. 36 nasdaq's down 176 DraftKings down 61 cents the only green on my phone under armor's up two cents well let's start here with tonight's game in uh maryland versus virginia the terps sizable favorites against virginia but can't afford to get off to another slow start like they did against charlotte a game where Talia Tungavailoa took a while to get into a rhythm, still finished his night with 287 yards through the air against Towson in the opener, threw for 260. Remember, this Virginia defense been giving up some significant yardage and significant points so far this season. So, Bob, buy or sell, Leah will have his first 300-yard passing game of the season. I'll buy it. He'll bounce back. They'll make him comfortable, I guess, and he'll uh, avoid the egregious mistakes that Keith Cavanaugh pointed out 
earlier in the show. So let's give him a little 300-yard day for sure. Over in the NFL, Chase Claypool faced heavy criticism from the Chicago fan base after his week one performance. Stat line was pretty much nothing but zeros, but his blocking and overall effort is really what seemed to get people riled up. Uh, Matt Eberflus said the downfield blocking was a topic of discussion for the whole offense, but didn't exactly shoot down the idea of playing others over Chase Claypool when he was asked about it. His direct quote here says, we're looking at all possibilities right now. I'm not going to talk about who's going to be up or down for the game right now. That's obvious, but didn't shoot it down, said all possibilities on the table. Vinny Byersell, it may not be this week, but Claypool will be benched in the near future. Um, I'm going to sell it because you figure that he's getting a message loud. And, I mean, if he comes out and stinks it up uh, this Sunday... Then, yeah, I mean, you could cut him. You could do whatever you want because that's what you can expect. You know what I would do? I'd go show him. If I was the receiver coach, I'd go show him the clips of Odell Beckham Jr. blocking last week because he blocked his ass off and did a really nice job. And I'd say, listen, who are you, Chase? If he can go block, you can't. You need to look in the mirror, my friend. Go over to baseball here. Tough break for Yankees rookie Jason Dominguez. Got his Major League debut just a couple weeks ago. 20 years old, played just eight games at the Major League level, and now has to get Tommy John surgery, a torn UCL or a UCL injury for him. But as a position player, a little bit more favorable than if you're a pitcher. You remember Bryce Harper dealt with this earlier this year. He actually came back a lot faster than expected, but still... When you do come back, the fielding takes a lot longer than the hitting. Probably going to have to DH rather than play center field. Buy or sell, Bob, this injury will significantly stunt his growth as a major league prospect. Significantly meaning he's going to have to go back to the minors to straighten things out. Uh, I'll soft buy it. It could be a slow. Well, he's going to rehab in the minors. So, as a matter of fact, I'm selling it. I think he'll come back, be ready to rock and roll. You get DH, still do some damage because he was doing damage with the bat. What, four homers, as you said, in a brief period of time. Uh, he's only 23. Nah, this kid, he's legit. He's only he's 20. A, yeah, 20. He's a premier prospect. Let's make it happen with this guy. Well, Chris Jones, the uh, contract drama is over for him, at least for now. And he'll play this Sunday when the Chiefs take on the Jaguars. Question is, how much will he play? Defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola, he didn't put a number on it, but just said that Jones appears to be in great shape. Uh, you look back the last couple years, only one time has Chris Jones played less than 50% of uh, the Chiefs' defensive snaps in a game. By herself, Vinny, he uh, will play less than 50% this Sunday. Um, you know what I'm looking up right now is what the temperature is going to be 87 degrees and humid on Sunday. So he's not going to play 50% because his tongue will be wagging a little bit. And and really, when you look at what he did and holding out and all those things, what did he get? Just you know, it incentives, yeah. I mean, It wasn't worth doing what he did. Plus, they still making him pay the fines. Mm-hmm. I'm looking so how at, much uh... is he really going to make? And by sitting out and not being in football shape and everything, I think it was like, if I'm him, I'm probably finding a new agent. 
for reference here, Nick Bosa, who also had what, his holdout. 34 snaps? Uh, 35, so that was 56% of uh, San Francisco snaps. Yeah, but they said, though, that, you know, I mean, it was such a blowout. He would have, he could have played more if it would have been a tight game. Mm-hmm. And we'll close with this one here. Emmanuel quickly took on a bigger role last year with the Knicks, put himself in a pretty good spot for a new contract. In fact, he's eligible to sign an extension anytime between now and the start of the season. But if nothing comes together in that time, he'll be a restricted free agent next offseason. And that sort of complicates things for New York. Our friend Sean Devaney spoke to an anonymous GM who said that Emmanuel quickly will command a contract in the four, uh, four-year $100 million Ooh, range. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Emmanuel. Go for him. That's similar to what Jalen Brunson got from the nice. Knicks not long ago. Bob, are you buying or selling that quickly already earning that kind of payday? I'm selling that. I mean, the, he's been mentioning possible trade talks, yeah, too. So he could be on the move. That is a healthy payday, no doubt about it. Hey, say what you will about baseball and these crazy contracts. NBA zany. Whew. I mean, they're just giving out Monopoly money in the National Basketball Association. And Emmanuel quickly is a really good player for his role. Yep. Not a transcendent guy. He's not Dane Lillard. So I don't know if he gets that kind of cake. How's that sound? If anything, he might get traded. Could. But somebody will pay him. I mean, he's a he's six-man of the year finalist. Yep. He can help you defensively. And if he's hot, you know, he can start banging threes. I think the problem with him oftentimes last year he was cold a lot. There were a lot of one Streaky. for tens. Yeah. Gave, for this. Uh, what was it? Josh Hart just got a big payday for yeah, that, right? So we'll see what Dolan's doing with his cake over there. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back. Michael Felder, Stadium <laughs> Sports. We'll talk some college football with him. No marquee, air quotes, matchup per se in the world of college football. But where's an upset special looming? We'll talk to Michael about that. American League East report coming up around 1245. Orioles lose again three in a row. They lose to Tampa last Last night, 4-3 on the home run from Raleigh in the seventh. Bird struggling again. Runners in scoring position. Not like they had a ton of that, by the way. So we'll talk about the AL East, the schedule, the standings, and all of that good stuff. NFL lunch. We heard from Mike McDonald. We're going to hear from Todd Munkin in the 1 o'clock hour. We'll do our picks for week two of the NFL, week three of college. And Rich Dubroff, BaltimoreBaseball.com, joins us. At 1.30, Jack Flaherty's on the hill for the Orioles. Uh, is he ready to rise? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. To the AK. The latest sports news and your place to talk about it. Always. Oh. 1057 The Fan. Yeah. Yeah. Good evening, 1057 The Fan. Gary Clark Jr., featured artist Friday. It's chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from him, send your song request, plot support, text line, 410-583-1057. Nolan McGraw's got you covered. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Maryland Tonight, hosting Virginia. Turf's 15-point favorite. You can hear that game. 
1057 The Fan. Our coverage starts at 5.30 after Baltimore Baseball tonight, hosted by yours truly and Ryan Ripken, live from Pickles, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Orioles trying to break a three-game skid after losing last night to the Rays. But to preview week three of the college football season, let's welcome back to the show on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He is Michael Felder. Michael, good afternoon. What's happening? This week, uh, both sides. Hey, I'm excited for this week, both for NFL and college. Obviously, the Terps are going to be really interesting, and so I'm looking forward to watching. I'm, I, I mean, it's wall to wall football, right? And you guys obviously have the, the 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 Orioles going on too. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, I'm wearing my shoulder pads as we speak here, Michael, to be totally honest with you. But Maryland tonight, 15-point favorites over the Cavaliers, and and we know the horrible, horrible tragedy suffered by their program yeah. last season. You know, Maryland's had their share of heartache going back many, many years to Len Bias yeah. and beyond. But for the Terps, they're 2-0, and impressive, unimpressive, expected. How are you viewing Maryland for the for, uh, through their first two wins here? I think expected is the right words to use. I'm glad you use that because everybody, we always go to try, try to go to the extremes, right? We try to go to impressive, unimpressive, but this is expected. And I think that this is a team that um, when you look at what they do, what they bring to the table, they, listen, they average almost 40 points a game. That's what you have to do to be winners in, in modern college football. Now they did it against Towson and Charlotte. So you have to do it again against Virginia. That's going to be the part that's interesting. And obviously, um, I'm trying to find the right words to describe this, but I think JMU had a harder time being from that same state and then having to do play that game when they were honoring those those follow the players that were that the the fallen players. And I think now Virginia is kind of going to get back more to they're going to try to get try and it's listen it's not a thing anyone should have to work on. They're, they're going to try to get back to football. So this is going to be interesting to see what this looks like for Tony Elliott, for this program, for these guys, these young men on this program. Um, but I really like just watching Maryland has been, it's been fun, man. Like these guys, they're, you, you do, do you know that there are several football teams that don't have a one a receiver that's caught 100 yards of balls yet? There are several programs that are ranked without – a hundred yard receivers in Virginia and excuse me, Maryland's got two of them. And they got another guy sitting at Prather sitting there at 98. To your point though. And I was going to ask you about uh, Leah tongue of Iola and you know, look, look, Tua was always the the bigger recruit. Now he's in the NFL sure. doing all these crazy things. Good by the way, with the dolphins, yeah. of course, but how would you rate, not late, maybe that I don't want to get that far, but how would you assess him as a quarterback at this level in the Big Ten? Maryland's at Ohio State. Maryland's hosting Michigan or Penn State, whatever the scenario is. Are you confident he's a guy that could put a team on his shoulders and win games for him? I think that there are probably 10, maybe 11 teams in the Big Ten that would trade their guy for him. And that's the part that I find interesting. And I think Ohio State's probably one of those football teams. Um, <laughs> Penn State's probably not one of them. I think Michigan probably wouldn't do it. But then you start to I mean, Greece, are we up to 12, 13? Uh, in terms of teams that would trade their guy for, for Talia uh, Tagovailoa. And here's the cool thing with him. And for folks that don't know, I, I, do, I did a lot of recruiting. Like, I was there watching, too, his kind of his evolution. And, yeah, he threw for 400-plus yards this past weekend for the Dolphins. Um, but Talia was there doing every single drill with Tua. And the difference between him and Tua is Tua was a running quarterback first, and then he grew into a passer. Uh, Talia never had that, right? Like, he never had the running part of his game. 
So he always was a passer. So he doesn't have a lot of bad habits, and you get to see that. And obviously, the Loxley to uh, to Talia uh, that that um, relationship, we've seen that kind of be a mainstay of this. So they trust him. He trusts them. And I'm I'm looking forward to watching what this looks like going forward. Hey, Michael, have we ever seen anything in college football like what Dion's doing? I mean, you take a one eleven team, and I mean, you look up and. You know, I mean, he's on every show. You know, everybody's out of Colorado, all ESPN, Fox. Mm-hmm. He's on national TV. ABC's putting him on next week against Oregon. And then you talk about receivers with 100 yards. They had four in one game. Yep. You know, so what do you think of what's going on? I Here's the thing. I, 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 I didn't believe. But in the words of Dion, now I'm a believer. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, here's the thing. That team is still small. They're still small up front. Uh, they got a great, they got a ton of great skill players, but they're still small up front. So they're going to get pushed around every now and then. I love the adjustment that they made from game one to game two, where they realized we got a slant, we got a stunt, we got a blitz, we got to do these things. We want to make plays in the backfield. That's how they get the win over Nebraska. Shadur is a really good football player. Um, obviously, Mel Kuyper, what did Mel Kuyper say that he's QB3 right now yeah. for him if he comes out this year? Yep. Would be QB1 if he comes out next year? Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of things in the right way, and I don't know how sustainable the Travis Hunter situation is because this guy can't play that many plays. You just that's Once you get into Pac-12 play every single week in, week out, and it's not like they played a bunch of, you know, Sister Marys of the poor. Like they, they, they have played two Power 5 teams in terms of TCU in Nebraska – but once you get into that Pac-12 grind as well, it's going to be rough. But they'll manage his snap count. I think he also has to figure out what he wants to do. That's been the most interesting thing for me is Travis Hunter. I know Shadur is obviously on folks' Heisman radar. Travis Hunter is on folks' Heisman radar. Colorado is on everyone's radar. As you mentioned, they're on every single TV show. They're a, comp- a, 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 a topic of conversation nonstop. But for me, with Travis Hunter, you've got to figure out where your bread gets buttered. You guys know this as well as I do. You guys are in an NFL city. Quarterbacks get paid the most. Then it's like offensive tackles, defensive linemen. And then that next group, or defensive ends, excuse me, pass rushers. And then that next group is cornerbacks and wide receivers. Mm -hmm. And he's going to figure out what's going to be the best for him, what he's the best at, and where he's going to get paid the most. So it's going to be an interesting journey for him moving forward. Hey, Michael, do you see this year that – somebody breaks through on beating Ohio State or Michigan. And I'm talking to anybody in the Big Ten. Is this Penn State's year, you know, to get one of those wins? I am glad you said the team because I got done. I just got done doing a show with my buddy, uh, College Sports Now. You can find it on any podcast app. And I'm what I realized is, I'll tell you this, you're the first people, you're the first show that I've done this week. And it's Friday. First show I've done this week that brought up Penn State. And – Everybody talks about what's up with Ohio State and McCord. Everybody talks about do we really believe in J.J. McCarthy. Nobody brings up Penn State. We talk about what's going on at Michigan State, which is a travesty. Um, and by travesty, I mean it's absolutely despicable with what's been alleged. It's In the words of my buddy, it's heinous. Like, it's, it's bad. My wife went to Michigan State, and she's absolutely disgusted by the idea that this is part of her football program. So mm-hmm. there's that there. But nobody has brought up Penn State. Nobody brings them up. Penn State is in the top 10. They are a good football team, and they're just mowing through people. And I'll be honest, I think they like it how they are. I think they like people not bringing them up. But absolutely, I think they've got a chance to break through. If this is what we're going to get from Kyle McCord for the entire season, go ahead and go get him, Drew Aller. Go get get his behind. Go get them. If this is what we're going to get from Michigan all year, 
hey, man, don't put 40 up on them. So I think Penn State's in a really good position, and I think they like the idea that they're kind of flying underneath the radar. Michael Felder, Stadium Sports, joining us here. Vidian Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Look at this weekend's matchups. No monster game in the, the rankings like five versus right. 10 or anything like that. But where is there, where is there a possible upset? You know, K-State, Missouri is kind of an interesting looking game there, for instance. Man, does that make you, are you interested in that one? Interested? No, but I'm looking for an upset for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you think that, I, like, I don't, I mean, K-State, I, man, I don't think K-State's going to get upset. I think they're going to go out there and take care of business. Um, I think if I'm looking for upsets, I think that – so here's the thing. we got teams that need games, right? And Florida, their back is against the wall because the clock starts ticking on Billy Napier if they lose this football game yeah. because they got to play – they got to play Georgia. they got to play LSU. they got to play, uh, I believe, Arkansas. they got to they – their schedule does not look good for them. So if they can't, if they can't beat a top, what, 12 Tennessee team, then all of a sudden you're like, well, you got you ain't gonna beat nobody else either, so you're in trouble. I think South Carolina trying to put a, up a fight against Georgia is more about South Carolina than it is about Georgia. I think Georgia takes care of business. Um, Minnesota at North Carolina is interesting to me yeah. because Minnesota they're going to try to slow this game down. They're going to try to make UNC earn everything, and I think so. That to me is very interesting. Um, oh, the other one. I, I, um, the oh Wyoming and Texas. I don't think Wyoming wins. But I wonder what this game looks like. Because this is the thing. Styles make fights. And Texas is, I mean, listen, all week Texas is what? Free drinks at the bar, right? And they're, listen, everybody's <laughs> telling them how good they are. They're patting them on the back. And I want to see what they look like after their first big win in. Since Mac Brown. <laughs> yeah. The first big win in a long, long time. So let's see what they look like coming out when they're really feeling themselves. And. Against the Wyoming team, we saw Wyoming take Texas Tech to overtime. Uh, Wyoming is a team that we we know they're going to try to take the air out of the football. And, and I know it's a road game for Wyoming, but they don't care. Like they're the, the reality for Wyoming is like, hey man, we um we show up and all we do is just we just fight. So this is going to be really interesting. Michael Felder, Stadium Sports. When can we see you on the tube? I was watching you a couple of nights ago, as a matter of fact. Oh man, I'll, I'll be on. I'm on live at two thirty, and then they re-air that a little bit later, as you said. You saw it in the evening. Uh, you can check out itsfelder.substack.com. I do a newsletter. Today was Thursday. I did. I had to post late Thursday fun play because my parents came over and I didn't get any work done because I was so busy talking to them because they were excited about their granddaughter being in kindergarten. So uh, that was a real fun time. But um, do that. And then make sure you check out College Sports Now. It's on any podcast catcher that you find. Michael, appreciate it as always. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Michael. No problem. You guys take it easy. Michael Felder, Stadium Sports, everybody. It's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7. The fan will come back. American League East report. We got NFL launch coming up at 1. Going to hear from Todd Munkin. We'll do our picks for week two in the National Football League, which actually started last night with the Eagles holding off Minnesota. And then Rich Dubrow, BaltimoreBaseball.com. We'll talk about the three games left. Orioles, Rays, Birds have lost three in a row. They've almost lost their lead in the division. Yankees, Boston, Toronto. The Rays. A closer look at the AL East. Brought to you by Window Nation. Get 50% off any style Window Nation windows. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders. Plus, pay nothing for two years and receive an additional 10% off your order. Call 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com. Vinny and Haney. He's extended a hitting streak now to four games. He hits this ball hard. Deep out to right field. Biggio's back. He hit that a kilometer out there. 
Solo shot for Seager. And the Rangers jump out front, 1-0 in the first. That's Valley Sports on the call. Texas yet again laying waste to the Toronto Blue Jays. Seager went deep. Jonah Heim went deep. 9-2 was the final score. Kevin Gosman took the loss for the Toronto Blue Jays. Texas goes north of the border. Sweeps a four-game series against the Blue Jays. Doing some damage to their AL wildcard hopes. Permanent damage? Well, there's still two weeks left in the season, basically. But damage nonetheless. Texas appeared to be a, a shaky team. And Max Scherzer's done for the regular season, by the way. Hopefully, they'll get him back for the playoffs. They do get Evaldi back, who pitched last night, as a matter of fact. But Texas looks shaky. Now they're hot. Maybe the hottest team in the American League that's not Tampa. And Toronto, ice cold at the wrong time. So that all took place at Rogers Center last night. Doubleheader. Well, yesterday into the night. Yankees and Red Sox game one. It was Boston 5-zip over New York. Trevor Story hit a three-run homer in that one. Game two. Aaron Judge hit a grand slam, helping the Yankees win the nightcap there 8-5. to five. Tonight, it's New York at Pittsburgh, 635. Boston is now at Toronto, 707. Tampa is at Baltimore, game two of this four-game series. Last night, Orioles lose 4-3. to three. They've lost three in a row, have the Orioles here. Two for 21, last three games. Runners in scoring position, Luke Rayleigh hit a homer in the seventh, which proved to be the difference in the game. Ryan O'Hearn, Gunnar Henderson, both hit homers for the Orioles, but lost nonetheless. Kyle Bradish did get into the seventh inning for Brandon Hyde, so he saved the bullpen, if you will. Now tonight, it's Jack Flaherty coming off his shaky outing last week at Fenway. Flaherty's 8-8, eight eight, 498 overall, but with the Orioles at six starts, he's 1-2 with a 7-16, so he wants to prove his worth especially after Drew Rom did a number on him a couple of nights ago, one of the guys they traded to get him. Zach Eflin, he's got postseason experience. He's on the hill for the Rays, 14-8. earn run average, 7.05 first pitch. Remember, it's Apple TV Plus for your viewing pleasure. And if you got it, you got it. I mean, there's 8 billion apps. Kind of last night, not to digress too much real quick, Nolan from uh, American League East Report, but my Amazon Prime sucks. The the video qu- on the TV was terrible. I had now on my, on my laptop it was Kept acceptable. Going out, Kept- oh, got the what are they? The buffering ball. Yeah, I I, I I hate. I put it on my in my living room. I had the football game over there, and then I had the Orioles over here, and then I just had on my phone. The football game, and I said, screw that, because it kept cutting out. It got so bad. And, you know, give you an idea of what Bob's living room looks like. Over the fireplace, we got a 60-inch, then a 55 next to it. So I had the Orioles on the 60, and then on the prime, the 55. It got, it was so bad, video quality. Well, I just started watching it on my laptop. It was distracting. It was so bad. I hate watching the Thursday games on that stuff. It's just irritating. And Al Michaels still sounds like he doesn't give a bleep. He really, really, it's look, this guy's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the most, maybe the most iconic line ever in the history of sports broadcasting in this country. Uh, do you believe in miracles and you know, championship fights and baseball, football, blah, blah, blah? But man, yeah, you put some stamps on that dude. Sounds like he's mailing it in. Do you hear him call it Veteran Stadium? 
They were coming out of a commercial break. He said, we're back here at Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. Oh, I he, missed he, that he one. might have been. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's Ron Jaworski uh, for the Eagles yeah. there. But anyway, Apple TV for the birds tonight. Orioles 91 at 55 on the year, 43 and 29 at home. Game up in the East, plus 119 is the run differential, 6-4 and four in the last 10. For the Birds of Baltimore, losers of three in a row. Unfortunately, Brandon Hyde is the skipper. Here comes Tampa, 91-57, 41-32 on the road. They're a game back, plus 199 run differential for them. 8-2 and two in the last 10 games are the Rays. They won two in a row. Kevin Cash is the skipper there. Standings update real quick. Orioles a game up on Tampa. Minnesota's now eight games up on Cleveland. That's a formality there. Houston's only a half game up on Texas, who's won six in a row. The Mariners are only a game and a half out. Atlanta's already clinched the East. Milwaukee's four and a half up in the Central over the Cubs. Dodgers are going to clinch the West as they're up 13 and a half. If the playoffs started today, which they don't, we're about two weeks away from the end of the season. Tampa, Texas, and Seattle would be your wild card teams as Toronto's a game and a half out in the National League. It's Philly, it's Chicago, and then San Francisco, Cincinnati, Arizona are all 514 winning percentage tied for that last spot. And Miami is only a half game back. So the final two weeks of the regular season, still some divisions to be determined and still a lot of teams involved in possible wild card accomplishments as well. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. When we come back, NFL lunch, going to hear from Todd Munkin. We'll do our picks for this weekend's NFL and college games. We'll select college games. And then Rich Dubroff, BaltimoreBaseball.com at 1.30. Vinny, Haney, Nolan, 105.7 The Fed. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 